This is the Deering Acting Studio Podcast, where we discuss the connection between life and acting. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Deering Acting Studio Woo! Podcast. If you are not watching this on YouTube, I feel sorry for you because you missed out on Shay's unbelievable dancing. <laughs> ball chair. So I actually good. don't think the camera was on her. No! What? <laughs> well. You can imagine it. It yeah. was it, it was, was incredible. It was like a bunch of T poses and then inward and she's on a ball chair. It's and, great. Yeah. Why is the name Brian Sweeney written on my <laughs> notebook here? <laughs> that, that I was, didn't do that. that. It's not my handwriting. <laughs> that was for our interviews. Our, oh, our so you like, wrote what? down Brian <laughs> Sweeney? They're oh, just, that's right. That's there, so wasn't, there wasn't any interesting facts I could <laughs> oh, Thanks, pal. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Got it. So, okay, so a second ago, we were just, as a team, working through this idea of how to interview somebody. And I was, I was telling them I was training this girl from the Talking Stick Resort. She's there. Was it her? She's uh, social the media um, guru. Marketing director. Ex- expert yeah. of, of people who do cool things. She's bad A. Yeah, sure. So so I had her in and I was working on some things and, and one of the things she wanted to work on, she said, I sometimes interview the celebrities that come through the resort. And so oh. I kind of just made up an exercise because I was like, all right, well, why don't you interview me and we'll see where the pain points are at. And I noticed that it, she was getting stuck trying to think of what the next thing to, to say was. So then I flipped it and said, okay, let me interview you. And then just figured out it, it's all about listening. It's all about being present and so we did that little exercise, and Brian was—I mean, uh, Joey was interviewing uh, Brian in the exercise. Yeah, it was—it was interesting. I learned a lot from it, actually, even though it was like something that we were just doing to get better at at this specifically. I—I I, I took a lot of like acting lessons too out of it, and just actually just for conversation base, like trying to focus on how do I. Um, pull the most important thing out of them instead of sort of trying to compare your situation with theirs because nobody wants to hear the same thing twice from your perspective. Right, yeah. Stephen Covey says to listen to understand, not to be understood. Oh, mm. oh that's great. Oh, wow. Let, really me just, let me just give that a round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody take a mental click. Yeah. Click. So, like, yeah. how many quotes do you have stored up in there in that oh, brain? Oh, man. just... <laughs> I have no idea. It's it's usually whatever I've been reading or looking at last, and I and I try to do that every day. I mean, that's a part of my daily ritual, as you know. And so I mm-hmm. I, I read things, I absorb them, and then I and I reuse them. And the truth is, none of these ideas are my own. It's just that's that's, and I'm very open about that. It's like okay, I'm 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 where I am right now, mm-hmm. and you're gonna deal with it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, the, and and. And I'm happy to look back on a month ago and a year ago and two years ago and say, wow, I was wrong. Like I, I was I was doing the best I could then. Mm-hmm. But let me talk about how I've grown and the fact that I now disagree with me. Well, and that should be part of it, right? I mean, if, if we're not feeling that, like take it from an acting perspective. If you're looking at your tape from a year ago and you don't see the the difference and like, oh my gosh, look at all those things that I used to do I don't do anymore and I was wrong in this way and that way, like you probably weren't progressing. You probably weren't growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best growth I've done actually is off of game tape in both improvisation and in teaching. We, we've mm-hmm. been trying to launch this online program now for, it's been a year and a half worth of material and we have 
we have some very loyal online students that we're absolutely grateful for. We've gotten some good reviews, but we really have been trying to make it better before we did the big launch to the world. Mm -hmm. And as you all know, because you've been a part of the process, we've been grinding on this thing and just recently <laughs> feels like we're, we're getting very close to it. Um, but in that process, my, my point was there was a time when I would review the hours and hours and hours and hours put into Masterclass mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. captured on tape, and I would watch the entire thing, a full hour worth of somebody's critique, and then another full hour. There'd be eight hours worth of these every month, and then another eight hours every month, and I would watch myself teach back. And what's interesting is I, in the moment, thought, oh, wow, I was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I watch it back and go, oh, wow, you can grow so much. Yeah. And well, I, I like the way you just phrased that, that, oh, well, I can grow, you can grow so much versus just looking at it and going like, oh, wow, you were so whatever this, like you look at it in the, oh, I see these things. And right now I'm going to start taking action on them is what I got out of the way you said that. And I think being present, that's yeah, focusing that's on the present mm -hmm. except for what's happened in the past or what's happened in the future. But I like that you just said that instead of focusing on the, the good that you were doing, it's kind of obsolete. Yeah. It's gone. And that's great. And then when you look at something and the first thing that you think of is, okay, here's the steps I can do to be better right now and for the future. Well, and the other thing is I can also look at that and say, oh, you're not as good as you thought you were. Actually, Matt, you were bad. <laughs> yeah. You're not a good teacher. No, I, I don't say any of those things. I don't believe those to be true, but why would I say that to myself? Instead, I say, wow. Look at all the opportunities to grow. Mm -hmm. You thought you were good before. People Look what have, you can do now. Yes, right. People have told you you're good. Man, imagine if you if you started improving mm -hmm. in these different areas, right. how much better you could be. Right. That's exciting. Yeah, I would just love to speak into that part of it specifically because one of the things that I've dealt with is uh, overconfidence. <laughs> you've you've brought that up to me multiple times, but it's it's a real thing in that like you you get into this um, routine of doing the same thing every day and you start to become confident if you're not careful. Well, and, and overconfidence is not only something you deal with, Joey, but this is an epidemic. It is a disease mm -hmm. that the world has. And once you figure out that the things I've been teaching you to be wrong and be okay with being curious and how you can be better versus trying to prove how good you are the world opens up for you mm -hmm. yeah a hundred percent i can even feel the difference to date because of uh starting to make those changes and see those things in myself it's it's been huge it and, really has and even jumping on that like the idea it is an <clears throat> epidemic you know i see it all the time the one of the biggest crazy like shock reactions i get is when i tell my teenagers that they're allowed to fail when when i tell the class like hey we want you to fail. We expect you we to expect fail. We expect mm -hmm. you to fail. That's right. And they're just, they're blown away by that concept. They're like, wait, 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 like, uh, but this and that, I, I, don't, I don't have to be perfect and I don't have to like try and get to this place. And it's like, no, like if you actually aren't failing, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love what you do with the teen shows specifically. I've, uh, I've been lucky enough to witness that and sort of, uh, take a back seat and take notes on how you lead. And, uh, you preface the parents every time before the show starts in front of their kids that this is a fail ground, this is a safe space, this is a no-judgment zone, 
and everybody buys into that Mm -hmm. and it's almost that you get more out of it when you do fail because then you sit there and you feel this euphoric feeling of everybody in the room has my back at my worst so what Mm -hmm. happens when i'm at my best like you feel on top of the world because if they have you when you're at your worst then you all get to be at your best together and it's crazy because you get to have this feeling of overcoming something with a group of people supporting you at your worst and that's something to be said about um the way that you're leading and i just really look up to that well thanks man i mean it's a team thing you know we all sort of figured this out through matt just helping us with it and and you've learned it through reading a bunch of things it's like this absorbed knowledge that everybody just learns to share and and then take on and do and the cool thing dealing back with that parent thing I love the transparency of it. It kind of happened by accident. But then what happens is parents and people in the audience, everybody wants to do that. Like everybody wants to allow themselves to fail and grow and they get to watch the growth. Right. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like that is that's so much better than, than some laugh that you end up getting. Like getting to watch someone truthfully go through something. And in that case, it's go through figuring out what you are doing and right and wrong and learning from it and then going to the next show and seeing them apply that, you know? Yeah, I spoke into that with a student last night, and she asked me, she, um, she's young, and she wants it really bad. And I told her, because she was kind of sharing with me that she felt like the, the moments of wins for her weren't happening as quick as she wanted them to. And I kind of smiled at her, and, and I told her, I said, I was... Um, I, I went through the similar, a similar situation a couple years ago when I was first starting out here and I was frustrated because I didn't understand that failure was good. And I looked at it in such a terrible and negative way and I couldn't see the wins right in front of my eyes. And I said, you won't get that here unless you change your perspective. And, um, she goes, thank you so much for saying that because I'm used to being, you know, oh, that was great go sit down it's the next person's turn and just cycling through that and she goes it's just a shock to me that that's not what you experience here and you figure out the failures and then you get back up and you do it again to find the win and it was really cool because I could see it I could see it in her eyes turning and it was um it was kind of a special moment for her to realize this is what we do here I'm so glad that you did that because that's the hardest part of our job mm-hmm. here at the studio is reframing everybody's minds to get excited about that process and you know it's funny because because I, I I oftentimes will ask actors like you know uh, you, you even said a second ago she really wants it mm-hmm. well, what's <laughs> it, it yeah, right right what is the it that yeah. you really want and the problem is you could take the exact same scenario and if mm-hmm. you allow yourself to be defined, allow your mood to be defined by any external force that doesn't come from the inside and that you don't have control over. And the only thing you really have control over is you Mm -hmm. and your own progress. And did you do your best? You're the only one that knows, right? Mm -hmm. So I could take this situation and I could say, all right, let's say an actor is uh, auditioning to get an agent, right? And they have decided that if they get the agent, that means they're successful. If they don't, that means they are 
unsuccessful. If they get mm-hmm. it, they are worthy. If they don't get it, they're not worthy. Looking at it extremely black and white. Right? Okay. Yeah. So then what happens is, uh, let's just say in this hypothetical scenario, that the actor was supposed to hear from the agent and doesn't, and therefore they didn't get the agent, and so they cry, and they feel sad, and they feel worthless. And then the next day, the agent calls and says, oh, you, we want to sign you. Sorry, I know I was supposed to call yesterday, but I was sick. Mm-hmm. And then the actor wipes the tears, and they're happy again, and they're so excited mm-hmm. about life. And then they get a call from the next day from the agent that says, oh, I'm sorry, I had the wrong Sally. Yep. It was a different Sally. You're actually not signed by us. And then the actor starts crying again and, and then feel worthless again. And, and the truth is you don't have to put yourself through all that stuff. Right. Because those are things that are completely out of your control, and it's somebody else's opinion, and it doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. It's the idea, like, control the things you can control, but, like, if it's outside your control, there's no point. Like, you're just hurting yourself. You're literally calling, causing pain that you don't have to cause because you couldn't do anything about it anyway, so you release it. Like, one of my favorite examples that I heard you give um, a while back is just this idea of... When, when you say, and now it's gone. It's just gone. It was a great example. Well, it was a I'm really sure. great you example. Know, uh. I, I have one too, actually. Uh, you, you gave an example in your Deering story with Bibi, which was um, she was talking about her college letters and, and that process mm-hmm. and what she went through. And you told her, you were like, you asked her straight up, you were like, were there any schools that you were bummed you didn't get into? And she paused for a second, and, and then she said Chapman, and, and she went into that a little bit. And then you told her, um, based on her USC story, how she had expected it in the mail, just like you just said. That's right. Didn't get it until the next day when she saw it on her phone, and then she was so happy. You told her, you were like, well, when you do that, you're allowing the letter, you're allowing the thing mm. to affect how you feel that day mm-hmm. versus allowing <clears throat> your talent and the way – you go about your acting and and the things you do to affect how you feel you're 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 putting all of your feelings onto the thing and so you're never going to feel good because like you said it's a roller coaster it'll take you up and down mm-hmm. and you don't get to feel the truth of what's happening you're feeling based on the highs and the lows and and that's the dangerous place to live well and i would counter that with you do get to feel if you choose to and that's the hardest thing that we can possibly do is choose not to give in to that thing that's making us feel negative, that, that tiny thing. But if we wake up every single day and choose, this is how I'm going to feel today, um, this, is what I, this is the energy I'm going to bring into my office, into my school, into my space, into my, my loved one's spaces, and let those things not dictate completely how you feel about one moment. I yeah. think that's crazy. And oh. it, go ahead, Brian. I was going to say outside of those circumstances that end up happening, and that reminded me of the thing, which was when you talk about the idea as an actor is you go out and you audition, right? And then you forget the audition completely. Mm-hmm. Forget mm-hmm. it exists. You move forward. And if you're doing that, then, I mean, it's, it's season, let's say, and then you get a call from your agent, and they're like, what, uh, you booked the gig, and you're like, which one? Because like, mm-hmm. you've already released it. You went in, you did your job, and you moved on. And that's, I think, where real success can start to lie is when you just go in, you do your job, and then you release that, and you go to the next job. Yeah, when I've trained myself to do that, and it is true, I say it every time, 
and I don't have to have multiple auditions that week to know to 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 ask which one because I've I have completely moved forward with my life mm-hmm. as soon as it's done. And oftentimes, I'm going to be very honest and blunt here. Oftentimes, I move forward not feeling great because let's say it's a voiceover audition and I put it off and I avoided doing it till the last minute. It doesn't matter if I get it or don't get it. I've, I've already reprimanded myself. I've already said, hey, you didn't do your best. No matter what the outcome is here, mm-hmm. you didn't do your best. You need to get better, work harder, and I journal about it, and then I move, then I move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, so, that's super respectable that you're able to look at yourself in a mirror like that, and, and you do that in a lot of ways. But I'm just curious here, because um, you're speaking about it as if it's happened before, like, have you ever booked something like that and then felt like even though you booked it, you didn't do your best, and, and so then you had to wrestle with that? Or, or is well, that I, just th- there's nothing to wrestle with, but yes, mm-hmm. it happens all the time. And the truth is, th- the reason there's nothing to wrestle with is, okay, they picked me, cool. It, didn't, it already didn't matter to me. It still doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Am I grateful? Yes. Am I happy to do it? Yeah. But ideally, I grew from from what I made myself grow from earlier so that I don't make the mistake on set, which, again, I've done many times. I've landed the job and then not put in all the work I could to be the best I could be. I don't mm-hmm. need to be perfect. I just need to do what I know I'm capable of mm-hmm. doing. If I don't bring my best to the set, to the audition, to my home as a father, to you guys as a leader, if, I, if I'm not bringing my best, I got to hold myself accountable to that and try my best to get better at doing that thing. So you talked about um, accountability there, and earlier you talked about the journaling. Like that's that's something that sounds like, can you go through what that, what that looks like? Because I think that would be really beneficial for the listeners to hear like something they could be doing to actually be holding themselves accountable. Sure, but I guess I'll have to start by holding myself accountable and saying I have not been journaling recently. <laughs> so sure. I'll just begin there. And, and truthfully, you get busy. Mm-hmm. And when you get busy, you sometimes neglect the things that got you there. Mm-hmm. And I'm in one of those patterns mm-hmm. right now where I'm, I'm seeing a lot of success and success being quantified here by the amount of jobs that we are booking as a studio that is pulling me away and my resources away from this place to go train. And I know for a fact that those things are happening because of the habits that we have all put into place. Mm-hmm. And so the trap becomes when those things start happening for you to tell yourself the wrong stuff in your mind and start associating stress with the positive outcome you were hoping for in the first place. And so instead of understanding that, hey, you feel stressed because you stopped journaling, <laughs> because you stopped tracking your time and really mm-hmm. you know, taking that very seriously. So to answer your question, to go back now that I've held myself accountable here, <laughs> <laughs> the, the way I do it is ideally... I've got a day's worth of what I'm what an ideal day looks like and I can map that out a week in advance and then daily I check in on it I check in on tomorrow and map it out now I do that in such a way that is open so here's what the day can and should look like knowing that there's no way to predict and Mm -hmm. God's in control and it's all gonna be improvised anyway yeah but by having that there, then I've got it all kind of listed out. And as I get through different time chunks, I try to journal almost every hour or every three hours, just depending on what's happening. And I look back and just say, hey, here's the thing you said you were going to do. Mm. 
Here's how you felt when you did or didn't do it. Here's where you can grow or here's the thing you should be proud of. Here's the thing you should be excited about. Here's the thing you need to fix. And I just write it out. And I call that bringing the darkness to the light. It's like, hey, and, and it's in everything that we do. And if mm-hmm. the second you can start to learn to do it moment to moment, then it doesn't become so hard anymore. And things just start, start mm-hmm. to like move off your shoulders quickly because you can say, yeah, here's the truth, right? I mean, I mean, think about it just now. I just did it. I didn't mean to, right. but yeah, yeah I yeah, just you did. did it. You I had started to. the conversation yeah. by saying, I can't give advice on this in this exact second because truthfully, I haven't been doing it for the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. And I attribute my success not to what I'm doing now, but what I was doing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the second I get off this microphone, because I brought the darkness to the light, I cannot wait to go create yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because you talked to me about that where uh, we had a conversation, uh, geez, it had to be like a month and a half ago when I was really sort of uh, living into these new habits that we're establishing as a team. And you were you were telling me because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing all these things and like I've gotten so much better at editing and, and video stuff and um, and I wasn't doing the scheduling and I attributed it to like that I was getting better at those things and you were like no <laughs> you were like you're getting better of those things because of, of the three months before right he was right. like and you're like and you're gonna feel a regression if you don't fix it now mm-hmm. in three months from now because it builds on the work you're doing on the daily and it doesn't happen right away but then you feel the effect of it a couple months down the line, a couple weeks down the line, depending on what you're working on. Let me ask you guys a question really quick. Who of you right now has been journaling every single day for the last month and a half? Have not. Nope. nope. Okay. So now you take this same concept, right? And you and you, then you break it down. And, and I can tell you that that in a good way puts even more weight on me because I there was a time when you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the time when you were was also the time when I was. Mm-hmm. And yep. so we have this power f- to do for each other and with each other. And then we have the power to do some of these things for our students and with our students. Mm-hmm. And once it becomes not about you, it's so much easier to do. Yeah. When it when it feels like I'm doing this for me, it, you start to slack a little bit. But once you go, oh, there are other people that that count on me. Yeah to do this and when I don't do it it's harder for them to do it then all of a sudden it's like okay I've got I've got extra motivation to get this thing done you have done. stake in the yeah. game at that point that's super cool <laughs> I love that and and as you you guys know I mean the, the thing that's the most contentious for me is when somebody doesn't hold themselves accountable mm-hmm. and when someone tries to sugarcoat a situation instead of just like owning hey here's where I am I accidentally said this or um, whatever as soon as as soon as you take accountability I'm like cool let's move forward no big deal it's when you fight for something that is like why are you fighting for defend defending yourself when you can just be honest and say yeah this is the thing I was wrong let's move forward done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I would say that that's had a huge transformation in our team itself, the core of it, uh, by all of us sort of living and learning to grow into that place. Because I know that was something that I struggled with for a long time, and and just recently now we've been able to start getting into doing that without having you 
moderating everything, you know, like, uh, it was interesting having you gone this last week because, uh, obviously there's conflicts that arise every single day in different ways. And, uh, we were able to get through that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so that was interesting because I don't, I don't know that we would have gotten through that before if you had left, you know, I know we wouldn't have, I know a hundred percent we wouldn't have because it would have all just been sitting there. Right. And that's the thing. That's the, that's what we don't realize we're doing is when you don't talk about it right away, it doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there. And then then every decision from then on, when you talk to that person, that's there and you treat them differently. Yeah. On For accident, sure. you are treating them differently. Yeah, because yeah, you're holding on to something mm-hmm. and you're holding them accountable for something that you didn't let them know that you're holding them accountable for. And it's completely unfair. And that right. goes right into like... You use a phrasing about making sure that that person, like, knowing the best in them, or how do you phrase it exactly? I really like... You like, you expect the best in the other person always. You mm-hmm. you look at the situation and you say, okay, if, if I were to, if I were to think the best in them, mm-hmm. why did they do what they did? And, yeah. and if you start from mm-hmm. there, then usually you're right. And if, and if you can understand that, hey... People are thinking the best in me. I can just be honest in the fact that I screwed up. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pretend like I didn't screw up because mm-hmm. you did screw up. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you were malicious. It doesn't mean you were a bad person. It just means you screwed up. Hey, that's no big deal. Yeah. But trying to hold on to something and saying, oh, I didn't do it when you really did, that's no big deal. I mean, I mean that, 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 that can be harmful. Yeah. Hey, so we, we ran into this. Why don't we talk about this real quick before we wrap? We're, we we mentioned that we're doing this online program. We've been working through it. We mentioned that we, we insist that our students fail and fail again. Mm-hmm. So on Monday, there was a fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys sent me the link, and I watched the the link, and, and then um, then something happened at the end of class that Brian called me about later. But why don't you go through it? Because I wasn't here, so you can, I don't want to give a secondhand version of it. No, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we're going in. We're teaching the class. So, um, we had Joey doing the camera stuff on Monopod, and Shay was on the um, the live edits. And I'm teaching, and the plan was to film the whole thing and then go into a break, and then after the break, come back and watch the live link that we had seen. Well, we hadn't fully tested everything. We hadn't tested the screen and all these other things. And then um, that's sort of where where it started, and that's where it lied. Uh, ended up lying with the sound wasn't good and so I don't know too much about that part of it so why don't you guys share that because you guys were on the tech side well I'm, I'm actually interested Brian in your in your reaction to it because you oh, okay. you yeah. called me and I reframed your mind yeah and this talks into exactly what what we're mentioning here because to Brian's credit he was fired up mm-hmm. and then he called me and and wanted to go through it before he said anything to anybody because mm-hmm. sometimes, because if you're coming from emotion and you're not coming from that place of, of clear headed, l- let me let me assume the best in you yeah. before I begin. Let me look at myself at the same time I'm looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, then you you accidentally say the wrong thing. Yeah, and it's not positive. So you called me the next morning. Mm-hmm. The sound wasn't good, and you were making assumptions. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was getting upset and making uh, assumptions, honestly, based on our ending meeting and going through certain things uh, because of the, like, you were listening in on it. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this the next day, and it was really cool um, because that night I was mad. I was <laughs> actually, like, mad, mad because it made the program look bad, but on my pride, it made me look bad 
because I stood up in front of a group of students and said, this is going to work. Let me show you this thing. And then looked like a dummy. And then from that, when we went in to talk about it after, through Matt helping me, I realized that I led that closing staff meeting with that anger and sort of asking questions about why things went wrong or didn't go wrong and brought all of that tension instead of releasing and relaxing. And, and, then, um, and then I wasn't there, but would you two say that you felt that anger, that you felt that tension? It was so interesting because Brian asked me that, and I genuinely didn't. I genuinely didn't know that he was irritated. I could tell that he probably felt bad because I knew it kind of was a bummer. Um, but I, I didn't feel anger and, but I probably wasn't listening. Hmm. Yeah. You know and what why, I mean? Why was that? Do you think? I think so at this point I had no idea that I knew that there was an issue with the projector, but I didn't know the sound was off. I didn't, I didn't know. And we had this from my end, from my seat back there, I was like, man, it was great. You know, I learned some cool new things and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. I hope it was great. And then they both came out and were angry. And it kind of, with all three of us, it became a blame game, all because the sound was off. And then it was like, well, if this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, so then immediately my mood is done. And I'm for the night. Yeah. I'm ready to go home. I needed to get out. So you, okay. So, so let's back you know? up. Cause I, I was asking if it, if you felt it and you experienced it and you said no. From Brian. No. I so didn't. actually going back and remembering, I was actually like sort of fielding between the two of them. Oh, so the tension was That's between what, the two yes. of you? Right. Uh, it, it was, when I think on it, and, and also my anger for the class, right? But if it wasn't seen, because it looked like it wasn't seen from you, you know, I was trying to hold that and trying to help with the situation, but then also on, like, trying to figure it out and trying to lead, and it was it was hard. It was hard because I was also frustrated that I couldn't just calm and relax and notice things and so I would try and set up questions about like, um, did we say this or did we say that? But then I felt you wanting to leave mm-hmm. and get out of the room and, and go. And that's those are the things that needed to be brought up in that moment. And just, hey, I honest, I feel like you just you want to go right now, mm-hmm. you know, or I feel I feel this tension from you right now. And Which she just said she did. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you were mm-hmm. like, OK, my mood's done now. Yeah. Because it was it we were exhausted and we were bickering about things that didn't matter. And, and I felt like I was getting blamed and that was tough for me to hear because the way that it was being spoken to wasn't the right words. The words that I were responding with weren't the right words. So at that point it was, it was squashed and we needed squashed as in that conversation. There was, there was no good going to come from that at 1045 that night. You know what I mean? You have thoughts, Joey? Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a rough situation. I mean, um, Sort of like Shay said, in the it at that moment in the night, I didn't necessarily feel like uh, like tension from one specific person or like or like anger from one specific person. It was just like we had all pushed so hard. I think that day mm-hmm. because legitimately, almost anything that could have gone wrong went, wrong. went freaking wrong. Like. Um, so at that point, we had we had scrambled to get ourselves to where. We had a live link of every class. We got it recorded. And so for me, I can just speak into where I was at when I found out it was less about the projector not working and it was less about that. When I found out that our sound wasn't good, I was destroyed because I was like, oh my freaking goodness. Like, 
I, I, I was like, I should have checked. And then I was like, well, like, um, I asked her if she had heard it. She said it was good. So then I was assuming like, oh, okay, it was good. And so then we watched it on the computer and it was botched. It was bad. And I was like, oh, that actually reminds me speaking on that. When you, when you said the, like, is it good? And she said like, yeah, then we had a serious talk about the assume the best kind of deal and go back to bring it to yourself too. Cause because for Shay, in that moment, she's listening, and to her knowledge, it sounded good. And you even said to me over the phone, you were like, when I listened to it on my headphones, it's, it wasn't like great, but I didn't notice it. But you got noise-canceling headphones. I got she these had new, headphones. like, just amazing <laughs> Sony headphones. Well, so, and, and the thing so that we delicious. didn't put into account is so did she. Right. right. That's you what know. I'm saying. So, so like you so both had these headphones that, that made it sound differently than if you're just listening on a computer or listening somewhere else, which actually brought up a, a whole new thing that helped us solve a bunch of things the next day. Which yeah. was awesome. And how so how we handled it the next day is Brian sat us down and and we were like and he just brought it immediately up. He goes, I didn't love how we ended last night. And um Took full accountability for yeah, everything. Yeah, and I said, yeah. okay, great. And we, we talked about it and how we could have gotten better, and we realized that it was a long day, and neither of us were in the right space to, I think, not, I think I don't think any of us were in the, the headspace or were strong enough to take um, accountability or criticism. So how can we get better then? So, so we did you that know, the next me, day, so that's it, great. Yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe because th- I think this is good for the audience because we've all been in one of these seats at some point in time mm-hmm. in a conversation with our family or our friends or our coworkers or whoever, and you're you're in different seats here. So for, for each of you, how do you think you could have d- done better the night of? We'll start with you, Brian. So I have a few things. Um, number one would be to pay attention to everyone's energy to try and gain a little more knowledge. If I had gone in, I would have gone in asking more questions. So, okay, this was the thing that's wrong. Let's sit both of you down instead of separate and hear like, okay, tell me everything that sort of went into this today. Like, what are some of these things? Here's something that went wrong. This is the thing that went wrong. Let's talk about together how we can figure out fixing it for tomorrow. Is everybody in the in the state that they can do that? Or is that something we need to do in the morning or whatever? Like feeling that energy and asking more questions, I think, versus coming in with trying to have the answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's big. Shay? I think I to, that would make me better is that um, I over-assumed that I knew what I was doing. And that, um, and not, I really don't think it was from like, let me show you what I can do. But I, I had practiced it that day and I was, I was confident in what I thought I was going to be able to do. And when it didn't go my way and I thought it was my fault, I reacted with anger and frustration at myself because I didn't, I didn't want that to be my fault Mm because I know that it takes a lot of work, you know? Yeah. So, um, and that goes back to Matt and I talk about this all the time about kind of creating stories about how other people feel about you in your head and just taking it for what it was and, um, not, self-criticizing in the way that it actually looks like I'm projecting anger onto others. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for me was, uh, was also kind of the same deal. So when I came out to, uh, to talk to you about it, I, I realized that I was like, Oh man, I did. 
I didn't really check in. Like I had, I had the confidence in you mm -hmm. uh, that I shouldn't have had actually, because and and then from that I asked you a question. You told me yes, mm -hmm. it was, and then um, we checked and it wasn't. And I was like, oh man, I got I got upset at you because I think I felt a little bit of the frustration or mm -hmm. whatever. And so we were we both ended up mad at each other, but really. I was just mad because I didn't check in on that and I should have focused on the positive because the truth of the matter is what I had trained you on was better than it had ever been, which was the edit itself. Right. You know, uh, I remember like, I, cause I had to learn the same sort of lessons and, um, I've, I've botched sound a billion times. Like I didn't even know what DB and gain and all those <laughs> things were. And I was running our freaking sound. Yeah. Whoops. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a big deal, you know, um, but but I was putting the pressure on you to know what I knew. And right. that's that's not fair at all. <laughs> like and and so the truth of the matter is you were rising into a seat that you weren't necessarily ready for. Mm -hmm. But we were all under the same understanding that you were going to grow through it and get yeah. better and you were going to be that person. Yeah. And I didn't take that perspective into the conversation, which was my mistake. So at the end of the day, we were all frustrated with ourselves and we took it out on each other because that's what you do when you love people and it shouldn't be. But yeah, that's what we did, I think. Yeah, that's great. Because then we were totally mood shifted the next morning. I was right. about to say, and I was surprised at the uh, at the um, lack of tension that all of us had the next morning, even before. Except I did spill an unbelievable amount of iced coffee in my car and the boys both were like hey they were at the door when I walked in hey Shay how you doing today because I told him I spilled my coffee and and I relaxed into it and I was like let me just go um clean up the iced coffee in my car and I will be fine so coming in with that energy from the boys was was really nice so 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 this will this, we'll go back and I'll just kind of wrap this up so Brian Brian called me the next morning before the meeting and he was he was mad. He was mad the next morning. Mm. We spent about forty five minutes on the phone and reframed his thought process so that he could come in <laughs> and lead I at a just high made level. A discovery too. I was less mad in the moment than because I was leading morning? and calm and doing this, and then I got back and I was like, "What the freak, man!" Like in all these ways. Sorry. That's funny. Yeah, and th and that's not good either. No, it's right. not. You know, not, as as yeah. a leader, you shouldn't be calm and cover up your feelings. No, no, right. It's okay to feel, right? So the so the thing the thing that I, I I'll just kind of talk on each of those really quick. So Brian, you were saying that you should have asked more questions and you should have you know asked something like, "Do we have the energy for tonight or whatever?" and the answer to that is yes, you need to ask more questions and specifically the right questions. Mm -hmm. The questions you want to be asking are, okay, so the sound the sound is not working properly. Could this be fixed? Is this 100% gone? Is it 100% wasted? Start asking, are there ways of getting out of this problem? Sure. Instead of instead of going into the negativity of some of those things, mm -hmm. start there with yeah. what's possible. And then... I'd say the, the very next highest level for you would be to already know without asking that we're burned out. Yeah. And, and that would be the best way to lead would be to say, hey, um, some mistakes were made. We, we don't know 100% if it's lost, completely ruined, whatever. But since it's the end of the night, 
I can feel that it's going to be best that we deal with this and talk about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everybody agree with that, and then we move forward. That would have been probably what's best yeah. in that case. And then, uh, Shay, on your end, you, you pretty much hit it, other than the idea of when well, the thing you said early was you were feeling like you were being blamed. Mm-hmm. And that this is going to be hard to do when you're in a tired emotional state. But the goal is going to be to remember that it's never personal. Right. And if you feel like you're being blamed, it's usually a self thing. Right. And you got to let go of that completely and instead strive for how can I come to a place where I can figure out how I was culpable? Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I could improve? Is there a way? Is there something I could have done better? Let me ask the right questions. Can I ask you? Because I, th- I feel like in that situation also, I could say, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. If that's yeah. not true, let me know. Because right as long now, as, my as mind is As long as you don't this. say it from here. Hey, this is how right. I'm feeling, feeling right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that won't work. Right. But if you can if you can breathe and say, okay, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, Brene Brown says the story I'm, the, the story I'm telling myself. But the idea is going, okay. I don't want to become reactive here. Mm-hmm. So what I'm feeling from you is this way, and it feels like it feels like you're blaming the whole thing on me, like it's completely my fault that I that I did this. Is that how you feel? Got it. You um, know what's funny is I actually would have felt so bad and apologized right there if if that had happened because because uh, because I didn't mean for it to come off of that way, and right. it definitely did. You know, looking back on how the night went. You know, yeah. So that's that's something cool that you realize that too, because because uh, that's the truth is I didn't mean for it to feel that way at all. I was right, actually of course beating not. myself up about it, right? As a leader, and then and then you're not wanting you're you're beating yourself up, but then you're still looking for this little scapegoat of some kind, and so because you're you're being so harsh on yourself, for you to say one thing to somebody else is a major attack because mm-hmm. they feel all the negativity you're doing to you, and it's like one big punch. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing they hear. Just a f- that's it. Because they f- don't hear you beating yourself up inside. Fat, fat punch and in your face. Just fat punch. Negative punch. <laughs> yeah. You know, this happened This happened actually then the next day, too, I'll tell you guys. Um, you were, Shay, you were listening in. I was watching, and I got really excited about the what I was seeing. And so I called Shay. And I think it was this time, or maybe it was the night. Maybe that was the same that night. Was the that same was the same night. night. That was the same <laughs> night. Okay. So I called Shay, and and the truth is, I was listening with my bomb headphones, and mm-hmm. I was enjoying the course, and I was so into it that I was like, dude, I could coach. Mm-hmm. Like this is so good. I could be coaching from here if I wanted to be. I could text in, like I could make notes and send them over. I was so pumped that I called her just to tell her that, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give her feedback on like, hey, it's looking good, basically. So she answers the phone, and you came out and noticed her on the phone, and were upset. We're like, you know, what are you doing on the phone? Because we had talked about not being on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm on with Matt. And you're like, well, hang up with Matt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I think I heard you say that. And I was like, okay, he's he's fine. You know, we're we're good. Um, so so let's let's reframe this really quick and go. Okay, what happens if I expect the best in somebody? So I walk in. I got disconnected from Shay. I want to see, first of all, is the connection okay? Mm-hmm. Like, is she all right? I go and I peek, and she's on the phone. If I expect the best in her, I immediately just assume she knows not to be on the phone during this. If she's on the phone, there's a fire. Mm-hmm. There's something so important that she needs to be on the phone. Cool. I trust her. 
and I'll leave her a note that says, hey, call me as soon as you're off the phone so I can reconnect. Mm -hmm. Afterward, I'll out of curiosity ask, who were you on the phone with and why, mm -hmm. right? Then we go back to Matt and go, okay, why would Matt be calling during this? He's not a moron. Like he knows, <laughs> he knows what Shay should be doing. He yeah. understands that she shouldn't be answering the phone. If he's calling her, he's making the decision to interrupt because he's trying to pass on some valuable information about our program that will help us do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you if you would have made those two assumptions, you could have reframed it and gone, "Oh, good, we're getting feedback from Matt. I'm I'm going to assume the best in him. He's calling because he's watching, because he wants to help, because he wants to make us better." That's why he's calling. Otherwise, Matt would never call during a recording because it's his rule in the first place that we're not on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so so that's like the, that whole idea of like, okay, if I start from let me let me assume the best in you, it, it cools me down and I'm relaxed. Then from there, if it turns out not to be the case, you've put the other person in a position where they can say sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so if you, had you assumed the best in me and then I said, you know what, I forgot you guys were recording and I totally called at the wrong time and I wished Shay hadn't answered, it's totally my bad, I'm really sorry, then, you, then I could have said that too and you'd have been fine either way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's never a harm to starting from the place of um, love and the place of, of I expect the best in the other person. And I really need to stop because I'm assuming our audience members have zoned out since yeah. Brian just did a second ago. <laughs> I thought I heard the door. Where that rubber No, I know. I, we all heard the door, we but Brian, Brian's door. eyes were just going. <laughs> I actually, I didn't hear the door, to be honest. I was very focused. <laughs> all right. Well, that's our podcast, everybody. Thank you for checking in and being focused the whole time until okay. the very, very end. Have a deering day, everyone. Booyah.